Stafford completes to Bold into the end zone. Touchdown! From WDBM East Lansing, you are listening to The Chant, an Impact exclusive. This is your source for the latest in music and sports news from Michigan State and the rest of the world. Rock and roll! Now, here are your hosts, Hikaru Kudo and Justin LaBelle. What is going on, everybody? Yo! <laughs> <sighs> Justin Lavelle, Hikaru Kudo, Hikaru Kudo, Justin Lavelle. I'm Hikaru Kudo, and I'm Justin Lavelle. There you go. Okay. Uh, yeah. <laughs> In we, case you needed it three times we, over, we, we we screwed that up. But anyways, we didn't screw uh, up anything. You are listening to the, the chance. chance. Now I am. Except uh, that that's what we do for the outro notes. Welcome to we do it for the episode in- twelve of. The, the chance impact. Now we've messed an impact it up. You're welcome. Um, all about sports, music, whatever. And I just realized uh, that I did put my charger on my MacBook Pro, so we'll, uh, we'll see how long this lasts. MacBook. Hopefully, it lasts through my first segment. Uh, A- Apple. But, we know. I know everybody memes on your battery life. For the love of God, save our podcast. But um, <laughs> I actually might go a little crazy today here on the pod so oh i'm already braced oh, up gosh uh, so anyways all right we are recording today on a tuesday october 15th the day after monday night football it hasn't even been 24 hours since the end results of the lions game <laughs> and that is how we are about to kick this show off yeah we're just get jumping ready, straight into it like... <laughs> get your drinks ready to go whatever that drink may be Get it ready to go. Sit down on your favorite couch and get ready for Hikaru to go irate. In, yeah, in case you aren't aware, uh, the Lions played the Packers last night. And let's and just say that uh, the refs handed the game. Oh, boy. And we'll get into that. <laughs> Justin's going to have a word in that, too. But anyway, so that's me starting off. And then, yeah. Justin? Well, well, we've got some fun topics today, including copyright infringement, plagiarism, <laughs> and uh, a, a, a little artist uh, some know as Lizzo. Uh, she's in trouble once more, and we're going to cover that all after a very long rant from Hikaru. <laughs> I'm, like, bracing for it right now. I don't know if you see it, but my legs are twitching right now. I'm, I'm just bracing myself for the inevitable. <laughs> what oh, else boy. you cover today, Hikaru? Any other football-related things? Any other football? Really? Yeah. Really? We're going we're gonna to start with that. Any other football? Yes. Yes. So, for the first time in the Chance history, Chance short history, <laughs> Very short. Like, we're, what is this, 12, ep- 12 ah, episodes deep? 12 or something. But anyways, uh, I am talking both football teams. So we're we're going to, second topic's going to be MSU football. And uh, we're going to answer, or try to answer, or at least give my opinion on the question, is it time for Mark D'Antonio to retire? Is it time for Mark D'Antonio to leave? Spoilers. Yes. None. Okay. <laughs> All right. So that's going to be nah, me. Okay. And uh, we're going to continue my irate hickory here. Oh, sorry. Hickory. Hickory is my DJ name, by the way. And we'll talk about that in a second, too. We'll but, do the shameless plugs. <laughs> anyway, so that's that. And then. And then we're going to end it on a very light note because, Jesus, this is going to be a heavy episode. And, Jesus, uh, <laughs> you just killed everyone's ears in their headsets. So. It's okay. You know what? Hopefully you were listening in- to this in your car and everyone was like, oh, my God. How is that person okay. cheering so loud? Cool. Anyways. Um, but we are going to be covering uh, a segment we started to talk on last time with Pitchfork's <laughs> top 200 of the 2010s. 
Uh, we had the best albums last week. Now we're going to get into the nitty-gritty of the best songs. And you know what's funny? I've never done research for this stuff, but I like to consider myself doing research because I've been listening to a lot of my favorite music, which obviously is going to make number one, which it won't. But anyways, whatever. But it, <laughs> it should be fun. It yeah. should be fun. It should be a fun way And to if end you it. were following last week's episode, the list for the songs, best of 2010s, nothing like the albums for the 2010s. Great. Like, Great. Like, I kid you not, ones that we thought were going to rank higher rank lower on this list, oh, and great. ones that rank lower are higher on All this right, list. well, we'll talk about Pitchfork when we get to it, but guys, yep. strap yourself in. We might be in for an over-hour episode, which if that happens, I'm okay with. So, uh, yeah, yeah, I'm fine with that right now. Uh, this one's a special one. All right, here we go. <laughs> All right, brace, seriously, brace. Yeah. If you're listening, brace yourselves. Uh, headphone warning. Uh, a big headphone, <laughs> uh, big headphone warning. Uh, Apple warning. You know, you know, we'll just throw that in you know, there for safety. You know, yeah. If if you if you're listening, uh, really, if you're listening on anything besides your speaker or your phone speaker, I'm uh, sorry. Uh, get, get get ready. So <laughs> get a cuddle buddy. All right. Curl all right. up with a good book or something and just tune in and brace yourself because okay. this is about to get scary this on is Halloween. About to be... <laughs> <laughs> it's fitting. It's it's October. It's fitting. So. <laughs> So if you, if you haven't been living under a rock because you're in the state of Michigan, and if you're not listening for the state of Michigan, you probably know about it if you're listening to this podcast. But um, first off, the Lions and the Packers played in Monday Night Football. I was really appreciative that whoever scheduled this game did it that way yeah. because it's 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 Monday night. It's Monday night, okay? Number two, I work on Sundays from 11 to 1 p.m. Shameless plug here real quickly. Green and White <laughs> Report, 11 to 1 p.m. every this Sunday, every Sunday. There it is. Blah, fun stuff. Uh, anyways. And I produce for that, right? So yeah. so typically people are telling me, hey, Car, you get done. You get straight home. And you're only going to miss like you know, five minutes of the game. And I'm like, no. Here's what happens. The game, the, the show ends. The, my co-host, everyone else that's part of the show leaves. I come into the studio. Or I'm actually, I, I stay at the studio. Yeah. And I edit it and I upload the podcast, right? Because we want to catch the people after the Lions game listening in about the preview or other stuff that's going on. It's a two-hour show, okay? Yeah, it's a jam-packed episode. All right, we want it out there in the socials so we could do that, and then we could do it in case you missed a tweet on Monday. It makes sense. Branding, whatever. But that means I typically, by the time I get back to my apartment, I'm, miss, I'm catching maybe like five minutes of the second quarter. Realistically, it's halftime or near halftime. Okay? All right. So I never get to catch an entire game. Last night, I was able to catch an entire game. So I was happy, right? I'm excited. I'm like, all right, my roommate, Mark Demartini, who's one of the air staff coaches, he has a live shift Wednesday night, 6 to 8 p.m. Check him out if you'd like, like to. He's a great guy, great buddy of mine. Uh, and him and I are watching Lions game together because that's what we do. It's just what we do, right? We're in the living yeah. room of our apartment. We watch it together, right? And, and man, <laughs> you give me a game that I can watch on a Monday night, all right? No classes today. I went home. I went back to this, my hometown, Novi, for a day. Worked on some stuff. Got my dentist appointment done. Got my doctor's appointment done. And I come back, and you give me this game, NFL, that the rest screw up. <laughs> Looks how like someone's times, got a case of the mud games. How many times can a Lions fan talk? And, and this, is, this is even better. As a cherry on top, it's prime time. And as a cherry yep. on top, it's our first division game. And as a cherry on top, that puts Green Bay on top of our freaking division. Mm-hmm. And it's Monday Night Football. 
<laughs> All right. There's there's a lot that goes and into it's, this. And it's going to get worse, so strap yourselves in. But seriously, okay, let me just give you the numbers, okay? Yeah. Finals 23-22. Of course, you know, we're going to be like, oh, yeah, screw the lines. We're going to give three seconds left. We're going to get the field goal. And we're going to make the Crosby kick the field goal because no one can freaking make touchdowns because Aaron Rodgers can only make, like, two touchdowns that game or whatever the heck it was, okay? Oh, my God, Cubert, What was that? <laughs> 23-22 finals. The Lions were up 10-0 after the first half. They were up 13-0 after a Matt Prater field goal, okay? Yeah. And, of course, by halftime, it was, you know, 13-10, if I recall correctly. Yeah, uh, I remember at one point in the game they had like a 13-point lead. Exactly. No, it was 13-10 by halftime. But, but 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 anyways, the Lions had a solid lead, okay? Yeah. Now, now yeah, the Lions could have played better, okay? that That's a fact. Yeah, All right? and that's always something that will come up All in right, these Matthew, type Matt, of conversations. All right, Matthew Stafford, okay, yes, he coverage was great. The secondary was great for Green Bay for the most part. TJ Hawkinson dropped a pass in the end zone straight to his hands, and it was Butterfingers. It was just pop out of yeah. him. I mean— <laughs> Okay, dude. Like, I'm out of the oven, Baker's dozen. It's done. I'm happy that he's back from concussion. I'm, I'm happy that he's feeling better. I'm happy we had the bye week. I ha- I'm happy we're on the team. He didn't do a crapo job. No. But, man, if you're in the end zone and you're a rookie, you got to catch those. you got to <laughs> catch those if you want your quarterback to throw them. That's why Stafford wasn't using them after that play. Oh, yeah. Anyways, that's that. Carry on, Johnson. The front line was blocked. You know, the, the D-line was ridiculous. But when, when, the, when the right blocks were there, carry on was able to get five, six yards first carry. And that's what we need carry on to do. He's a power runner. Okay. He's a power yeah. rusher. Okay. You don't need him to get first down necessarily. If you get your first and 10 to a second and five, I'm happy with that. Yeah. And he was on my fantasy team, so he got me good points. <laughs> um, there it is. That's the enthusiasm that's the I'm looking for. That's on top. Um, if, any of your, if any of your teams for the fantasy league have been busted by this game, we here at the chant apologize. Okay. Anyways, <laughs> so that's that, right? Yeah. And I could go into much more stuff, yeah. but anyways. So we got all the obvious okay, stuff so then out the, of the, the way. The Packers, got... yes, the Packers are playing well, but some throw, you know, throws down the line. Rodgers didn't figure yeah. it out until the second half. Yada, yada, yada. Basic stuff that you would understand if you watched the game or if you looked at any of the highlights. Yeah. All right. Yada, yada, yada. Let me get out of the way. And me, me saying, I, yes, I understand that. And yes, I, I acknowledge that. And yes, I agree with you. Yeah. The Lions another... did not play the best game of their careers. Okay. They did not play the best game of their franchise. Okay. No, but it's hard not to argue that they aren't doing much better no, than but last they are... year's season. Oh my gosh. They're playing much better. This is a completely <laughs> different game. There are five expatriates on this team right now. Okay. Yeah, exactly. And you had Matt Patricia as an ex-coach. Let's make that six. All right, mm-hmm. they're changing. Matt Patricia's changing the culture of the team, and it's actually physically showing because we're starting to win games. Yeah, so now, it's it's not like the Lions are just as terrible as they could be. I swatted the mic a little. I it's they played a decent game last yeah, night. No, no, no. And, and yes, okay. Yes, the Arizona game sucked. Okay. Yes, your two wins were not that great. Okay. Yes, the Chiefs game you could you should have won that. Okay. Yeah. Yes, I get that. I get that. But guys, we got to consider our lions less than a decade ago we lost all of our games in the season and now we're like actually in potential contentional playoffs if you were to win this game as not a wild card team but as a home team okay yeah and you tell me the last time the playoffs came back to detroit as a home team it was probably before any of but us here at were born here's my point here's my point my point is the Lions are improving, okay? Yes. All right? The Lions play better than the Packers. You ask anyone they play better than the Packers, okay? You tell me that the Packers play better than the Lions, and they are sleeping under a rock, and they're a hardcore, hard-hat cheese fan. Screw oh. you. <laughs> oh All <God>. right. <laughs> and half of the but, audience just tuned out. <laughs> yes, but anyways, here's 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 my thing. Yep. I, I, the, the emphasis... Okay, we're, of course we're going to touch the referees here in a second. The, yeah, but the big, obvious elephant so in the room. But it matters so much because of momentum. Yeah. Okay. If you 
I, if you don't play sports or if you're not, uh, an athlete or in performing arts in some way, it's kind of hard. And I say performing arts because it applies to this. It's momentum. It's momentum. All right. Yeah. There's such thing as momentum when your team's on a high roll. All right. Yeah. You go to a competition for a dance competition like I used to, and you're having a great day. And your first dance goes well. All right. Your fifth dance is going to go do well too because you're having high momentum. Okay. You're in a soccer team and you're in a tournament. All right. The first game, you annihilate the opponent by mercying them. Okay. Mm-hmm. You got the momentum coming into the second game. All right. Yeah. Football, same thing. You get a good solid start. You're playing well as a team and you're earning these first downs and you're earning these touchdowns. And yes, granted, you might be getting Matt Prater got too many field goals than he should have, but you're getting points every drive. Yeah. That's called momentum. Your opponent isn't getting any drives. Your opponent's punting the ball. What are we doing? Oh, we're getting the ball. We're scoring through. points. Yes. Three, six, nine, twelve. I don't care. You're getting points. It's called momentum. Look it up. Yeah. Use a Marion Webster dictionary. I don't care. <laughs> But that, my issue was that was changed by the officials. Yes. Yes, it was a blatant no call. Yes, it changed the game. But why did it change the game? You have to look at why it changed the game. It changed the game because it changed the momentum of the game. And no fault of the Lions. No. Yeah, the Lions put in as much, if not the best effort we've seen out of them for a while. Especially just with the stakes on Okay, and and I want to step back here for a second, okay? Okay. When the Lions keep hustling their butts down the field, force three turnovers, okay? Two forced forced fumbles. Yeah. Okay? Both of them resulting in at least three points. All right? And a beautiful interception by Justin Coleman in the red zone. Mm Mm-hmm. It was gorgeous. It was (laughs) absolutely stunning. Yeah, it was a horribly executed play by the Packers, but, I mean, Justin Coleman... That, that if you watch the replay, yeah. I mean that was he had a great like he had to be he had a good <laughs> good defense work in do it like this in a slant, slant. reflexes I wish and I then had, he man. went down like forty yards yeah that the sheer audacity of that okay play. that's just Justin Coleman doing Justin Coleman stuff the the why the reason why the Lions got him all yeah. right the Lions. We're playing better defensively. The Lions were playing better offensively. Ooh, Why? God, you look yeah. at the points, okay? Packers fans were celebrating like they beat, you know, I don't know. They won the Super Bowl. They were celebrating like they just made the playoffs. They were celebrating because they knew they had their ass handed to them. They yes. knew that it was going to be a bad game for them if it didn't turn around. Correct. And when it did, everyone lost their minds. Correct. But... Hikari, and then that begs the question, how did the refs change that momentum? How did the refs change the entire scope of that game there? Because you said 23-22. Yes. After blowing a 13-point lead? It happens because in the fourth quarter, it, it, it all started. It all started for no pass interference call. And what looked like a blame P.I. around the chest of Marvin Jones. Yeah. He literally could have grabbed the ball. I forgot who the defender was. But the arm got around Marvin Jones' chest like two seconds before the ball got to him. And Jones didn't get that is a clear That is a clear pass interference. The, yeah. the defender is not going for the football. The football isn't even there yet. No. The football is in the daycare. <laughs> so fly toward you. How in the world? Is that not a P.I.? And there's an umpire literally three feet away from that guy. 
Um, must have been blind, you tell, man. You tell me how that's not a PI. And th th we're only getting started. That's number one. Yeah. that That's the first sign that something went wrong in that game. Number two, Trey Flowers. Trey Flowers. There were two called against him. Number yep. one, the first one sucked, okay? <laughs> the first one was bad enough, okay? The first, literally on line. All right, we're going to go for the tackle. Okay, we're going to hold on to the collar, right, by the jersey. Yeah. The collar by the jersey. And then there's a flag on the play. Okay, we're going to... Uh, DeMar and I... Oh, God, what is this flag? Illegal face to the, uh, uh, hands to the face. Five-yard penalty on Mac first sound. All right, let me, show me the replay. Literally, he was holding on to the collar of the jersey. Yeah. You could do that in high school. <laughs> I know this because I've seen it. I know this because I've called it. <laughs> you could do that in high school. MHSA doesn't care about that. Why does the NFL care about that? <laughs> Where do you see from the angle you're looking at, from the umpire, the, the referee, all right? Yeah. The guy with the white cap on, okay? He's the <laughs> one who freaking threw the flag. How do you see an illegal hands to the face? That was bad enough. Apparently he's there was still time when left. he has to be. But the second one matters so much. The second one matters so much because there's 145 left in the clock. Yep. All right. Third down. Okay. The yeah. Lions get the stop. And it forces a field goal. Gets the ball back. Yeah. And we all know what Matthew Stafford is capable of doing. Oh, And absolutely. the type of game that Stafford and the Lions are having, they would have won. Now... I can't guarantee it because we don't know what's happening. But I personally think no. they would have won. I think a lot of people will think they would have won. Yeah. And by that point, the Lions still had the lead in the game. They, it was down. No, they, it was they, down. They it would have been 23-22 after the field goal. But that's my, my point is that's plenty of time. Yeah. Okay? Yes, you might not have any, time. any any timeouts left. But Stafford was always already throwing ball trips down the field. Okay? He knows how to play a hurry-up offense. This Lions team knows how to play a hurry-up offense. Joe, and Stafford plays well on the last drive. He's won like 30-plus games now in the last drive of the game. Yeah. This man's a beast in the fourth quarter. He was ready to go. Stafford knew the situation. The entire offense knew the stakes. They were out playing the Packers that night. Last yeah. night. Period. They had an opportunity to seal the deal. They would have had to earn for it, but all you need is a field goal, and guess what? When you got Matt Prater, this kid could literally smash it from 61 yards out. <laughs> all right? Kicker with the NFL record. Lambeau. Yep. Minimal wind. Stafford knew he didn't have to go all the way for the touchdown. No. The Lions knew they didn't have to go all the way for the touchdown. No. They just had to get down the field, and trust me, they probably would have. But you're telling me all of that potential, <laughs> all of that, you got the third down stop. It was a pretty stop. It was a beautiful stop. Absolutely. And you're telling me that was killed because of a flag. The same dang play. Trey Flowers holding on the collar again. In an illegal hands of the face. Like, you're kidding me? Five-yard penalty first time. <laughs> Lambo goes like, oh, yes. Oh, woo. Boom, baby. Woo. <laughs> and Trey Flowers, by the way, has no record. Has no record of getting a call like that in his career. Yeah. Those were the first two that was called like that in his career. Last night. Mm-hmm. So you tell me. 
You tell so me. Unless they implemented you, you tell a new me, rule. Yeah, you tell me how that's a legal hands to face. You tell me why this game wasn't rigged. You tell me why the Lions did not deserve to win this game. Amen. 100%. Because I have no idea. They had, they had Packers dead to rights, and then you have calls that literally a player's never had before. Frankly, I don't know if I've ever heard of it in any big game like this before. No, I mean, no, there's legal hands to face all the time, but Trey Flowers has never had an issue. Never had an issue, no matter where he was. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry. I have watched football my entire childhood. <laughs> I'm sorry. I moved here from Japan when I was at age of five and didn't even know English when I came here, okay? Yeah. <laughs> and I'm true. trying to be a sports journalist and never play football. And I know the rule book better than you, NFL. <laughs> Literally, anyone oh knows gosh. the rule book better than the NFL. There is no way. There is no way that would have been called if it was a Packers or any other team. No. No way. Not by a long time. Oh, no way. If Patriots were fighting the Packers, oh, if no. the Patriots got that call, there'd be a riot. Oh, my God. There'd be an absolute oh riot if gosh. something like that were to happen. But you have expatriates on this Lions team. You're t yes. You're telling me Trey Flowers does that. It's an illegal hands to the face, and it's not even close to the helmet. <laughs> even ESPN was saying it was a rest. Like, literally, you read any article, national or otherwise. Oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> Seth Wells from WILX, he was mad he was irate dude yeah dude i got the sports notification it said final 23 uh uh packers with a little help of the refs yeah <laughs> it, it was literally with help of the refs. it was it was crazy yeah and if you were on any form of social media last night after watching the game you saw a lot of angry lions oh fans. my god and it you was saw trending. a lot <laughs> and you saw a lot of those calls being highlighted even some that we haven't covered yet like at some point uh one twitter user ended up showing off a photo of at one point during the game the the packers had like 13 players on the field and no one called seriously it. yeah i wish i had the tweet up uh, and ready to see, like did you also it. see the picture of the official uh jumping in uh it was, I think, I, I jumping in, jumping in, where? jumping into the, uh, uh, to the, uh, crowd or whatever. I don't know if it was photoshopped or not, but <laughs> and you know, with that one, it sounds like but, it might uh, be, uh, but, but, but you know you what? Here's know. my thing. If you are saying that the Packers deserve to win, tell me why, like, please seriously, tell me why, because I don't see it. It, the, the, the sport, the sport of football, a sport of American football it is based on errors. It is based on human error, okay? Yeah, you know, I just found the photo, actually. I'm going to count off all the Packers I see. This is from the Twitter user at uh, Black Schefter. Here we go. Uh, or just type Black Adam Schefter. All right, come uh, All right, so I'm going to count the lines ju uh, just from what this screenshot is. So take it with a grain of salt. A little bit of his TV's cut out. Uh, so we got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. 10, 11 helmets for the Lions, right? All right. That's exactly the number of players you need on the field. Absolutely. Now, let's count the Packers helmets, shall we? Which is a lot easier than the Lions, mind you, because they have very bright yellow helmets. All right, have fun. All right. 
One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen. So not just one too many, but two too many. Two oh, too many. Yes, and guess who what the guess who got the call? Guess what? It was a vital and the, it was called against the Lions. Well, uh, illegal hands to well, the face, baby. Well, That's yes. more important. And do you remember the fourth and five? Remember the fourth and five that was converted oh, to a touchdown? Oh too many men in the field, twelve men, but then they don't call that. Okay. Yep. <laughs> and I didn't even know that one happened. So, like, okay, seriously, Packers fans, if you're listening, you tell me. You tell me why I am being a little crybaby right now. That's number one. Number hey, two, if anything, the Lions I'm... were screwed. The Lions were screwed. And from what I saw this game, there is no way in the world this team should lose to Minnesota next week. No. And there absolutely shouldn't be unless something else like this happens. Because the Lions played as best as they could. As but long this as is... they play like this, yeah. there's no way in the world that the Lions should not win next week. But the calls from this past Monday's game was unacceptable oh it was ridiculous dude it was you might as well have a five-year-old say google gaga first down lions or some crap you might as well have had someone who was on his first day on the job there no experience as a ref you know what get an aaf official who was fired and throw him into this game and he would have called the game better than these guys yeah i you know i feel even from someone who doesn't really follow the whole football side of things especially with the lions that closely I'm really curious what the NFL is going to say about this. They need to make a statement. Because with something like this, that bad rep from that game is on the NFL. The entire unanimous vote is that it was the refs that handed that victory over. They're never using unanimous because there's always Packers fans that's going to say no. But the majority... Well, no, the Packers fans don't even have a right to complain. No, but and listen, obviously this but is listen, a side But listen, bit. the majority of the people, it doesn't matter if you're a Lions fan or not, majority of the people... They agree with the Lions, and yeah. here's the best part of this. The best part, I'm happy that, that, that if the refs did it, it was this game. If you are a Packers because fan, though, was, let me know. Yeah, no, 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 let me finish, though, because, because it was primetime. Yeah. It was primetime. Yeah, they put so, it in a primetime spot. The NFL needs to come out and say something. They need right. to defend themselves at all this right. rate. Or at least just say they're investigating these uh, refs or something, anything. At this All rate, right. just to give some fans of the NFL a little bit of No, hope. not fans. Fans don't care because this only happens to the Detroit freaking Lions. It really does. That's why it's so hard to be a Lions fan because you come home on a Monday <laughs> night and you're watching the state game and you're ready to go. That's why you it's Detroit versus everybody. We are taking everyone out. <laughs> that's why it's Detroit versus everybody. Seriously, that's why it's Detroit versus everybody. But Detroit. Oh, my God. But anyways, here's my last thing. At NFL, get your stuff together. Get your stuff together. I tweeted this out last night, and I'm going to say it again here in the the chant. Get your stuff together. That's all I got for the NFL. Screw the referees. (laughs) Screw this game. And Detroit, one pride for y'all. One pride. All right. (laughs) We're going to get back to some football for MSU because that's going to be an entirely Different conversation. <laughs> yeah, I hope you so don't stay no. tuned for that. Oh, uh, boy. Yeah, you're welcome. 20 minutes, 25 minutes of me going irate about uh, Lions. I hope that was entertaining for you guys. All right. <laughs> so, moving on. Hey, the more you bring attention to it, the less, the less these people care. <laughs> well, anyways. W- not as passionate as oh, the Lions shut game. Off. Shut up. <laughs> I'm saying we're going to be on a decline here for now. 
because because we got to go with the whoop again with yeah, the exactly, MSU football. Exactly. Exactly. We got to take it on a little bit of a low, a little bit of a mellow point, and talk about the sexiest thing ever. You suing <laughs> people. <laughs> <laughs> well, I could always throw on my casual radio voice and narrate this like a drama noir on. 1930s radio. What's going on, everybody? It's DJ Hickory. How you doing, y'all? What is up? It is DJ Justin, and we are back for another ASMR. <laughs> oh, stop. Stop. I am so sorry Please, for anyone. I would have cut that out in post. Seriously. <laughs> no, no. You got to keep it now. Otherwise, this is some context. Uh, oh, no. <laughs> no, but uh, a little artist. Uh, some might know her as uh, Lizzo. Um, the biggest artist at this rate right now. I if you haven't heard of Lizzo or song True Thirds on the radio recently, are you living under a rock? Uh, you're living under a rock. <laughs> yeah. Not to bring up that old point, but seriously, she's been like everywhere and on every radio station. I can't escape her help. Um, it's it's been it's been it's a been lot. one week. Since <laughs> look at me. <laughs> yes, someone else who listens to that. Unironically. <laughs> Sorry. Anyways, back to Lizzo. Well. Lizzo has recently spent like six weeks at the number one spot on the U.S. Billboard charts. Well, I right? mean, you expect that, right? Yeah. For a song that's at this rate, like two years old. The song's been out for quite some time, but just recently blew up in 2019 after just a mass following. Welcome to the 21st century. That's what happens. You release a song, no one cares about it for about a year or two, and then all of a sudden it's like, wait, L.A. says, I like this song. And then, you know, the entire world likes this. Yeah. And you know the song opens up with literally every Visco girl's like famous quote, right? Mm-hmm. I t- just took a DNA test. Turns out I'm a hundred percent. That you know that song. Yes. That lyric. Yes. What if I told you that two people were pla- uh, cut, uh, trying to sue Lizzo over plagiarism? Okay, number for one. That how, how how is it, is it is it joint suing or is it two separate no, people? No, it is two separate. Are they also suing each other? No. Then why are they suing? Well, you could throw it out as this song got really popular off of stuff I use, so we will just sue that. Uh, that. And you probably get a lot of money. End of discussion. Next. No. Oh, I wish there was an end of the discussion, but we're going to cover this hopefully in some sort of order. Uh, But yes, Lizzo's song Truth Hurts is recently been sued by a songwriter and producer named Justin Risen. Who has worked with the likes of uh, Sky Sky Ferreria, I believe I'm pronouncing that right. I, I think I'm you're right. very bad at last names. And Angel Olsen. Uh, well, yeah, I mean, when your last name's LaBelle, you know. <laughs> You'd be surprised how many people just like forget. <laughs> like I, I've had like computer programs just drop an e off. Like you'd think it'd be like the easiest thing in the world at la, the la end. LaBelle, LaBelle. Yeah, it's just like LaBelle, like B E L L, and I'm like. What? There's an E here, but (laughs) but Justin Risen recently took to his Instagram page and posted a nice, helpful comparison video uh, that you can still go see right now. It is still up on his page uh, in which he compared Truth Hurts to a single called Healthy that he that he allegedly wrote with a bunch of other artists. And get this Lizzo herself. Huh? She has a co-writing collaboration on this single called Healthy. That Wait, Justin so, Risen ended up putting out so, there. So, 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 how is a producer claiming that he owns this? Well, 
I think just because it's it with a sense of collaboration and the fact that Lizzo has but if you collaborate, the that, question becomes if you collaborated, who actually owns the lyric? And that's a fair point and a because, fair argument. Because going into this. because if I recall correctly, right? Yeah. Let's say I sign a label with I don't know Atlantic Records. Yeah. All right. Big name. Big name. Okay. All right. We'll just name myself DJ Hickory because that's my DJ name. Okay. Sure. Yeah. Like a DJ right. Snake type. Yep. And I make a song, right? Compromising my best play by play calls and it sounds really good or whatever, right? Yeah. And let's say I, I, you know, I'm the one who created, I had a producer. I collaborated with this producer. So let's, so let's say this producer, right? But yeah. we release it on Atlantic Records. In other words, they're my record label, right? Yeah. So as soon as I release them, I have a contract with Atlantic Records that says I have I get X amount. Well, you know, this is my contract with you guys. And on top of my contract pay already, I get an X amount of every, you know, digital sale, CD sale, whatever, right? Yeah, and that's you, a right? typical and music contract. Atlantic about, right? Records owns that song. So, yes, can I play, you know, can I use my music? Can I sing my whatever? Yeah, yes. Like, I can use it on tour or whatever because, like, that's part of my contract. Yeah. Right? I own whatever, whatever right? The rights to do that, right? Yeah, you've got But it when more. it comes to the ownership of the song... It's the record label. As an Atlantic record owns whatever song I made, right? Yeah. So therefore, in the most part. Exactly. So therefore the lyrics, if you want to put own, you know, at least owner, in terms of distribution yes, rights. Distribution, yes. But for ownership as well. Because here's the thing. If you collaborated with an artist, how do you define ownership of lyrics? Well, if you had a hand in helping write them. But how would you put ownership in lyrics? Usually, it's written as like writer credits on a song. Yes. That's why every. But did Lizzo get? That's why every Beyonce song that you see out there has like twenty-seven different but, like writers. But does Lizzo get writer credit on this song that she supposedly worked on with this producer? Depends on who you ask. Is it in writing? Well, my here's my question: Is it in writing? Define writing. As in, is there somewhere? In pen and ink, like on the label or whatever it is, on the song, single, whatever, the album, whatever it is, right? Or a contract, whoever it is, that says she is a co-writer. That's what Justin Ryzen's alleging. alleging. No other information has come out about this, whether or not any of the claims are actually real right now. From what I know. Yeah. From what you told me. What's, What's happening with this situation, right? Is right now with this current one, we're gonna cover another one that's ha- that happened. I want to say like last year, okay, or at a part of last year. Uh, this claim right now, and he has a snippet of the song that they Lizzo and Justin Risen and the others co-wrote, compared to Truth Hurts. From what this situation is right now, the song exists. There's demos of it. Did they release it? Currently, I don't know. Currently, I've been looking for this song elsewhere completely. I uh, I don't know who the artist is. Well, if any of our listeners might be able to help out with this, be much appreciated. And again, again, my here's here's my my, my here's my question. It's a very fine line, a yeah. And number two, if you're gonna sue this person, there has to be definitive evidence. That shows that that person stole your work. Yeah. However, because you collaborated. Well, that that's the thing. 
What is they he suing? What they aren't it? suing for stealing. What is he suing for? Plagiarism? Yes. Which is what I said a little while earlier. I don't know if it got washed away plagiarizing with plagiarizing the, the song. Yes, plagiarizing of Who a song. Who owns the song? Well, if this claim is to be determined, because the intellectual property of that turns out I'm a hundred percent line belongs to Lizzo and Justin Risen and everyone else who collaborated on that song. That's where the intellectual prop part well, comes the, into the, that. When, when, they when wrote the, those lyrics in a IP, way that no one else has or has well, capitalized well, in a song before. When the IP comes in play, though, that's the thing. If you co-wrote it, you can plagiarize that they plagiarized my song, okay? Yeah. However, if she has the same percentage of ownership, then it really goes down to the courts of how they deem if she had the right to use that exact lyrics in her song, you know, even though she didn't, you know what I mean? Yeah. But that's what it becomes when it, when it's plagiarism, but you're part of the plagiarism. That's what's hard about it. And because the song isn't released, as far as we know. Yeah, that's as far as I'm able to search. I If the song no is idea. not released in public, then either someone owns the distribution rights of the song or it just never was found a label was never found for this specific song for the single and therefore yeah. it makes things even more complicated because now it becomes who owns the distribution rights if they ever want to distribute it because they all wrote it yeah the artist sung it yeah so, and there's and there's a, a conversation to be had about that uh but from where this Justin Risen person is coming from. His claim is that he should also have a credit on this writing. Because if you end up looking at uh, Truth Hurts by Lizzo, the, the whole narrative around that song right now is that Lizzo wrote that herself. When, if you look at the Instagram post, which I would play right now, but unfortunately MSU's Wi-Fi is running out of a potato... And I can't access anything off so of my feel device. So feel free to take yeah. a listen to that if you like. Yeah, feel free to go to Justin Risen's Instagram and listen for yourself that proof. But if you listen in, it Lizzo's literally singing the same part, just in a different octave. It's the same line, just slightly toned higher. The way I know what a different octave, and I think everyone, a lot of people know what a different octave means. But yeah, and that higher octave version is on the song "Healthy." There is a clear argument to be made that, hey, this isn't the first instance of Lizzo ever writing that. No. So why can't I get credit as a writer for some of that if you're using song lyrics that we co-wrote together on a it's, song that you released a, much later? It's a very later. complicated situation, but here's what I say. Here's what I say. You co-wrote the song, right? Okay. They co-wrote Healthier, not Truth Hurts. I know. Yes. Healthier, right? I just want to... They used it in Healthier, right? Yeah. She's using the same lyric, except an octave higher, correct? Yes. So therefore, here's my thing. Same line, word for word, here's my same thing. rhythm. Here's, here, here's my thing. Yes. It's a very gray area, and it could go either way. It could go into Lizzo's favor if she co-wrote the song. There's nothing in pen and paper that says that this every single person only owns 20% of the paper. Unless there is, that's a different question. I'm assuming there isn't. If, and, and, it, and it could be... Uh, unfortunately, 
it's not really clear and it, who the song has that's gone what out to. But nine times out of ten, the, the people who wrote the song aren't always the people that that's get what I'm the saying. right to sing the song. That's what I'm saying. So if they don't own the song, it depends who owns the song. If that's if well, that's in ever, theory, the writers have co-ownership. Well, yeah, in theory, yes. But that's not how it works because same thing with distribution was. Just because a writer saw, wrote the song, well, no, they do have partial ownership. Well, they have partial they, ownership, and but here's the thing: do you have partial ownership as a unit, or do you have partial ownership as a person too? And then here's the other thing that comes into play: is there's also the symbol of a nonchalant, non-formal agreement that you can also say that you know what that we can use these lyrics if you want. You know what I mean? Yeah. Which. That's legal gray, gray area, but people do that all the time. So here's my so that, yeah number it's, one. It's not but, the first time so, this case so has I happened versus it, the last. It, I could see it going in Lizzo's favor in that point perspective. It could, depending but on how this gets weighed out. I can also see it going into Justin's perspective, as in, yo, that's plagiarism because we co-wrote it and you never asked for my permission. But then that also becomes okay. Who else did Lizzo ask? Did Lizzo ask anyone else? Because that's never stated. And if she did, then if she has majority of the opinion, or has a majority of the ownership of it, and because she wrote it, does that give her a right to use it? So it's very, it's a very interesting situation here. It is. And unfortunately, uh, I'm not sure if we'll ever know the breakdown. We might not. Uh, I don't know if we'll ever own like the ownership rights or the ownership breakdown of the song per but each I of the writers. But I think no matter what, whether I'm right or wrong, I think Especially because goes... uh, Lizzo and her management team are refusing to comment on this. That's smart. Uh, and they're refusing to comment on the other situation we still haven't even got to yet uh, involving a Mina Lioness. Uh, yeah, that's a name. <laughs> um, All right, but... come at me real quickly. All right, fair enough. Three minutes. Come no. at me. You don't give me time frames. You don't own me. I'm the producer <laughs> of this show. Well, yeah. Well, guess what? You're going to have to cut me out then. All right. I will, I will go over there and cut your mic then. Good. <laughs> uh, so, lo and behold, this isn't the first time that Lizzo's been sued for plagiarism. Great. Uh, in February of 2018, British singer Mina Lioness said that she first tweeted the line of the DNA test. Turns out I'm 100%, you know. A year the, the prior, line. a year prior to when she actually complained about it. So we're talking a tweet from 2017, Mina Lioness, and she's bringing it up in 2018 after hearing the song. After so she, it relatively would have came out recently by that. So point. is she saying she's claiming plagiarism because of that tweet? Yes. Oh, that's bull. <laughs> that is absolutely bull. So you're telling me, you're telling me that okay. Go to my Twitter page, at Hikarakudo1. You're telling me anything <laughs> that I tweet. I tweet, not retweet or whatever, right? But anything that I physically tweet, all of a sudden because my ownership, then you can't sell that. Technically, yeah. Which, if you go to copyright laws, I get that technically speaking, yeah, te yes. Te technically, everything you post online, every tweet that you have ever put out, even if it's like a dumb, oh my god, I just got my false Starbucks! <laughs> even if you have anything like that... <laughs> Even if you have anything like that, <laughs> hey, <laughs> even if you have anything like that on there, that is actually your intellectual property by, like, law. That is something you own. <laughs> that is, uh... <laughs> weren't expecting that, were you? <laughs> I got to get everybody hyped up again. <laughs> but... Okay, all right. That is, 
Yeah. So technically in the <laughs> legal realm, the intellectual property of a tweet is still a valid piece of intellectual property. Then why did property. you wait for stupid flipping? This is what I don't understand. Well, by when, the time 2018 came around, Lizzo's song was like recent by that point. Well, yes, but here's my thing. How recent was it? Well, you're talking February 2018 when Mina came when out with the claim. When did the song come out? Uh, we'll go to Lizzo's discography here for a little bit, but I want to say it was like toward the end of 2017 at that rate. Why are you waiting till February of 2018 to claim this when you had time to do so during your holiday break? Is it because you're too too lazy? Is it because you are too lazy and you're celebrating Christmas with your buddies? <laughs> I never understand. I never get it. I never understand it when you have that and we're accusing it. And yes, I understand you want to, you know, consult your manager, blah, 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 whatever. But come (laughs) on. Come on. All right. And what does she want? Like, she wants money for it? Not even, honestly. Even in the case of, uh, like, Ryzen from here, um, who even has said that, I mean, it's, uh, Wit should be credited for it and uh, believes that she maybe should get a little bit more than they do. Ryzen and the other collaborators on the Healthy song are really only asking for like 5% of the song's rights. Or even just like a little bit of writing. They aren't asking for much just to be credited for that line that they ended up working on that ended up making... It into well, the thing. Well, this is this if is, that if allegedly that claim is to be believed, then they would have co ownership of that line fair. in any sort of form. Whatever. Okay. You know what? Here's what I think. Here's what I think of it. This is baloney. Get your crap together. Get your stuff together. <laughs> take care of it. I. This is to me. This is stupid. To me, this is absolutely stupid. It's stupid because you ask your people for permission first. Get it in writing. Get it done. A stupid tweet. If you use it, it's a Twitter tweet. You know <laughs> that you tweeted it, and if you got to look back for it, and Bro, if you calm find down. It's it, just a tweet. Come. <laughs> well, she's making it. She's making a freaking plagiarism, which I get it. It is plagiarism. But if that is, bring it up and talk to her. Well, you want to hear Lizzo's response? What did she say to the Mina claim? She responded by saying that she never saw Mina's original tweet, but rather that she was inspired to write the line after seeing an Instagram meme. That rhymed, A. Yeah. B. Which one would be worse? To write a line based on somebody's old tweet? Or write a line based off of an Instagram meme you saw? This is why I don't deal with 21st century artists. All right. (laughs) We are done with this topic. I'm done. I'm done with this topic. This is stupid. This is stupid. (laughs) We might be covering it a little bit more just if her attempt to trademark the phrase goes through. Which would bring up a whole nother legal can of worms. All right. So what about what about we involved? talk about music law bullcrap later, <laughs> and we move on to it's interesting. I promise. <laughs> and we move on to some more uh, football. Yeah, let's go for MSU oh, football. God, Michigan State University. They might as well be the Michigan Agriculture College again. All right. <laughs> the way they're digging up all, all right. the. As Alex McRae said it best during the call, Michigan State is playing like a MAC team. Yeah. And I'm going to throw the drop in right here. (laughs) 
don't know. All right, cool. Yeah, I made a song out of it too, and I, made, I might slap it in there somewhere uh, because this is thirty-eight to nil. Yeah. Against Wisconsin, come on. I was uh I was at home during this weekend game here, and uh, my dad was watching it with me. Uh, who's in the Facebook chat? By the way, again, just shameless plug of our Facebook live chat. Um, but we were watching the game together for a while. Uh, my mom, my dad, myself, uh, and my little brothers rooting uh rooting on MSU. And by the time it ended up getting to like fourteen nothing, which granted that was early on in the game. By that time and just seeing him play, we turned it off. I was here at the studio. I couldn't turn it off. I got it. I had to work in this yeah. uh, environment, okay? And, and you know, I feel bad for Eric Bach and Axel McCray and all the guys that we sent over there because a 38 to nil game in Madison, Wisconsin, that is ridiculous. I can't brand that is ridiculous. That is ridiculous, okay? Yeah. Let's look, just look at these numbers, man. 149 total yards for Michigan State, 402 for the Badgers, 119 <laughs> passing yards for State. And I think Lewerke did not even have all of that because Rocky had a pass. 180 for Wisconsin. Yeah, he did have a pass. 30 he? rushing yards for Michigan State. 222 for Wisconsin. Michigan State, five penalties on the day. 40 yards. Wisconsin only one for 10. This, this just gets worse. It's, this just gets, uh, let it's me... within the same vein of Detroit Lions-Packers unacceptable. At that rate, uh, no, even no, no, if, no, even no, if it's no, less, no, 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 not, no, not in terms, no, not in terms of the no, refs. I'm, no. I'm defending myself here, not in terms of the refs, but just in how awful the no, game was no, no, to no, watch. No, 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 Detroit Lions and Packers was awful because not because both of these either of these teams sucked, it's because the refs ruined a good team between two great teams. That's why it was awful. This is different. This is Michigan State sucking at a whole new different level. Oh yeah, this is Michigan State sucking. I'm I'm saying oh, it, my both God. were awful. Oh, both were atrocious. <laughs> oh my! I'm not gosh. making any claims saying the refs had anything to do you with the MSU You can't do anything game. on the offense. You can't do anything on the defense. You can't do anything on the field. <laughs> I, oh, we told you this was going to be a heavy 22 sports episode. <laughs> first down by the Badgers versus seven, seven. Seven. And I think the first one came in the second quarter. Like, yeah. oh my god, it was it was an un- unacceptable. Performance. Two for fourteen and third down conversions for state. Six for thirteen for Badgers. All right, come on. Yeah, there was uh, no excuse for total how bad they were time playing. of possession. This is great. This is absolutely pretty here. Is it like single digits? Oh, twenty minutes and fifty seconds for the for 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 the crapo Spartans. Thirty nine minutes and ten for the Badgers. Yikes. All right. Just a fat Michigan yikes. State goes to four and three on the season, two and two in the Big Ten. Wisconsin six and zero, three and zero. They were number eight, and I think they went up in the rank. I don't know what happened. I'm not even keeping track of football anymore. <laughs> you said at oh, the beginning. My of bad. This. My bad. Rocky came in as a backup, and he got more yards than Brian Lewerke. Five completions for sixty-six yards. Ooh, Brian Lewerke has seven completions for fifty-three yards. <laughs> it was so bad. It was. It was Lewerke quite. Didn't even play the entire game. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. It was, quite frankly, the worst game of MSU oh football I think I've ever God. watched. In my, like, four years of being here. This is a total embarrassment. Yes. It is an embarrassment and a half. And are the players to blame? Absolutely. They no, have... you blame this entire team. I don't care who you, you are. Do you blame the coaches? Absolutely. No. More so than even the players. Here's who you blame. D'Antonio, I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry, okay? 
The hundred percent. Whatever. Guys, we, whatever he's smoking back there, man. Something's got to change. We we might go to Michigan State. All right. Justin and I might be Spartans. Okay. Yeah. We might love our sporting teams. Okay. Yeah. Spartan all right? pride we through might and both, through. We might work here at the Impact. All right. Staying neutral. Yes. Okay. Because that's what we do. You know, as a full-time journalist as me and a part-time journalist as Justin when he's doing this radio show. Correct. But when it comes to a game like this, you can't even score a stupid field goal. No. It's a Big Ten game. You have to... Like, I didn't expect Michigan State to win. But I expected a decently close game. Yeah. All right. At a the very least. A 38 to 35, a 38 to, you know, 31, 30. That I would have been like, ah, oh, yeah, yeah, we, I mean, we expected that. Would, it, would have been acceptable and would have given at least not the even fans acceptable. that went to go see them something I, to watch. I, 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 I expected that, okay? Yeah. All right. Give me some hope, but we're going to get what we get. This? This? This, is, this might as well be a non-conference game for Wisconsin, dude. Yeah. You might as well be playing Western, and Western probably would have gotten a touchdown. Yeah. Michigan's not a Michigan State's not a cupcake, like weird school off of nowhere. Like oh, and half of the other teams that we played in the beginning half uh, or beginning preseason stuff. And, and 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 let's look at the backups. Okay, Rocky Lombardi. Oh, he's not gonna start next year. So who you throw Theo Day? Okay, Theo Day, I don't even know what this kid could do for you. All right? No. You had three players in the transfer portal. Yes, granted, they're not playing the greatest, and people are saying, you know, oh, they're, they're, they're in the transfer portal, blah, blah, blah. You know, the Spartans suck. Well, that's part of the reason. But part of the reason why is, too, is because in this sucky team, they don't get playing time. No. So you must blatantly suck a lot. All right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's one way to put it. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Ah. But, but anyways. So the question arises. We're not. I'm not going to go even more into detail because SRZ that's going to be dropped. Later what this a, what week. other detail could uh, you no, be? That's the entire well, game. Okay. Well, so there's a, there's a post game Spartan Red Zone that's out there. It's only like 12 minutes because that's all you could talk about. All right. That's yeah. already out there from from live at Camp Randall from that game immediately clipped straight from it. Uh, SRZ pod's going to come out um later this week as well. Good. And the guys are going to break that down. And oh god, I'm excited to hear what they want to say. Those beat reporters. Um, <laughs> but. So I'm not going to touch on that, honestly. But what I am going to touch on, mm-hmm. we're going to touch on this big question that I, like I said at the top of the show. Is it time for D'Antonio to go? And I'm going to ask you first, Justin. Yes. Why? 100%. Tell me why. Well, we've talked about D'Antonio and his whole restructuring of the team back in one of the earlier episodes that we had on the chant. I think it was before our summer break, I I, I want to say it was either before the summer break or right after when we started to get back. Into oh, the it might have been the right back just to yeah. you know put, catch everyone back up. We talked about D'Antonio and his restructuring where his offensive team and uh, offensive management ended up going to like defensive management and the defensive one on the offensive. There's a whole like nine yards and a half of confusion that I just went through with uh, every bit of that structure. And you shared kind of the same sympathies with that, right? Yes. From I, then on, we've had a couple of good games, not going to lie. The Spartans put on a great game when they can. But then you get a game like this where it 
if not winning, it should have been at least close. Okay, okay, you know, wait, but before before you say good games, okay, okay, good games. Tulsa, 28-7, well, no, duh. Yeah. Western Michigan, 51-17, yeah. no, duh. Cupcake, yeah. You're kidding me? Arizona State, you lose at home with, with, with one touchdown for the game, 10-7, to and you lose to Arizona State? Oh, okay, no. Not, not exactly great, but still close. No. Arizona State's a must win. They should abolish them. I'm sorry. Absolutely. Northwestern at Northwestern, 31 to 10. Okay, I'm going to give you that one. Okay, I'll give you credit for that one. Indiana, 40 to 31. Well, they're Indiana. All right. It's a win, but they're Indiana. (laughs) Ohio State, 34 to 10. It could have been better. You could have potentially gotten it close if you played better. Yeah. And then you got this game, 38 to 0. All right. Yeah. And with all of that being built up onto each other in a season that's really just been the weirdest hit-or-miss season for them, I think, in my four no, years of not, being a Spartan. It's not a weirdest hit-or-miss. You, you, you want me to give you the answer? I mean, I have my answer, but I'm curious to go, hear yours. Go, for your, go, finish your answer. My answer is yes. D'Antonio should go. Okay, you want to hear my answer? Absolutely. I say yes. You are a Hall of Fame coach, okay? You're going to be re- respected here at Michigan State for the rest of your life and yeah. even when you're dead, okay? You He's got the du- most wins record, you, you, right? You, yes, you beat Duff Daughtry the most wins record, okay? You uh, accomplished that. You brought this team to the college football playoffs in 2015. You won the Rose Bowl against Stanford, okay? Yeah. You brought happiness to Spartans. You brought happiness to me and Justin and every other Spartan that's out there. Mm-hmm. All right? But you, D'Antonio, we love you, but it's time for you to go. Yeah. All right? It's Because it's like, what's happening right now it's is like if ridiculous. It's like if I'm saying, it's like it's like me saying, all right, Kirk Cousins, stay on this team and continue playing even when he could go in the NFL. All right? That might be a bad example. Let's use Connor Cook, for example, right? <laughs> Connor Cook. Yeah. All right, great at Michigan State. Goes to pros, can't do anything, all right? Was a backup, and then he was kind of gone, all right? Now he gets drafted to XFL in the second round. We'll see how he does in XFL, and that's a different story for a different day. But, right, he had his glory days in high, uh, college, but then you go to pro, it's not it. All right? Yeah. But for me, here's what it is with D'Antonio, all right? The example I want to use with D'Antonio is someone like Magic Johnson. Yeah, different sport, but same thing. <laughs> True, but he is a Spartan through and through. So That's what I'm sense. saying. All right? Magic did great things here. He went out to play pro, and of course, known for playing the Lakers, all right? Yep. But of course, age hit him, all right? Then, he did the front office stuff, all right? Yeah. And now you know, just, what, a few months ago, that he resigned as director of basketball operations at the Lakers. Yeah, didn't hear about and that. he resigned because he knew it was time for him to leave. D'Antonio, that's the same thing for you, man. Play this year, get this team to another who cares bowl game. Yeah. And we say this as lovingly as possible. Because again, oh, no, you've I'm... done some great things for the Spartans and the Spartan football team throughout. You've given Hikaru and I some great times. You've given the rest of the student body some great times. And the employees. But here's the thing. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Wisconsin 38 to nil is a sign. All right. Coach yeah. D, it was a sign. It was a sign for me when when you rotated this entire coaching staff and you fire no one. Yes. You're not going to win in the Power Five, in the Big Ten, when you know the issues. You've isolated the issues. But you're not going to throw a new one in. Because we were all best friends. We were walking around yeah. sunshine. We're walking out sunshine. 
Oh my god. <laughs> oh my god, get out of here. <laughs> By the way, I apologize for the horrible singing. But I, I kind of get what you're saying. It, the chemistry is only half of the equation. It's not even that. There's still issues. It's not even that. You are stuck. You are yes, a scheme change. I get that. You are stuck though with the same personnel with no flavor. There's no one pumping this team up. Yeah. All right. You got a crap old quarterback who struggled injuries and now can't do anything on the field. At least when games are matter. Your defense it's super inconsistent. Your offense can't do anything because your quarterback can't throw the ball half of the time. <laughs> oh no. And your running back situation settled. But you're not going to be able to yeah. do something when your O-line can't make stupid blocks. And for, the, for those of you that might think this is a little bit extreme for us to be saying this, first of all, good. That's how we get viewers. Hi, how are you? Uh, second, <laughs> <laughs> second, it's like it's like your favorite TV show. Like uh, back when I was a No, Friends. We're going to use Friends as an example. Well, we can do Friends. I was going to go Full House. Friends. We're going to use Friends. I'm sorry. Wow. More people oh, are going to know Friends, all right? How are, how are people not going to know Full House? <laughs> okay, anyways. So, Friends. All right, you do your Friends thing. I'll do my Full House okay. thing. Okay. Anyways, Friends, right? People want a reboot, right? But the original is great, right? Yeah. And they're like, it's not going to be a great reboot. It's the same thing. D'Antonio's age, okay? The product is deteriorating. Yeah. Because we're old. He's old. Yeah. Friends is an example of ending on the high note and keeping it that way. Keeping things as good as they can be. And that's what I'm saying. D'Antonio needs to go now before yeah. it gets even worse. It doesn't It doesn't have to turn into a Fuller House situation. Oh, Fuller House was... Exactly. Full House ended, albeit not on a great note, but still a fantastic note for the fans of that show. And then they announced, oh, hey, Fuller House is coming out. And it's going to be like Netflix exclusive. And it's going to be great. And everyone enjoys it. But then it comes out and it's just Garbo. We don't want that same legacy for you, D'Antonio. Well, that, and the fact is, people want a good product. Yeah. People want a good team. Why is the state of Michigan known so well in the nation to be a great state? What's a great rivalry in college football? It's a great rivalry in college basketball. Mm-hmm. All right. You are obviously seeing a generation shift here when Juwan Howard came in for the Michigan basketball team. Yeah. Because Beeline left for Cleveland. All right. D'Antonio? R.I.P. D'Antonio, <laughs> man, you're a great man. I respect yeah. you. I respect what you've done for this university. Yeah, and no one denies But it's time for you to retire. It's time for you to call it quits. You got to announce it soon. And on top of that, we'll put up a statue for you outside of Spartan Stadium. Yeah. Because you deserve it. We'll put you right next to Izzo. All right, and I know, I know your best friend Izzo is still here. But I'm telling you, Izzo is still giving us a product. Where's your product? We went to Final Four last year. Enough said. That's yeah. it. And if you want to argue with me, argue with me. Yeah. He's recruiting so well. D'Antonio, your culture is gone. You're old. You can't win anymore. And as a cherry on top, as a cherry on top, you, you're not getting great recruits anymore. Your recruiting's blah. You don't have a backup quarterback for next year. Nope. Your O-line's horrendous. Yep. Your entire defense is graduating this year. Mm-hmm. So. It's time to move on. It's. Call it quits. Get a new coach in here. Start from scratch. Though, though with all the insults you were flinging that way, you might as well have told him he smells bad, too. <laughs> <laughs> but that's that's what I wanted yeah. to touch on. I think D'Antonio's time. It's time for D'Antonio to go. Yeah. Just Justin, sum it up. Justin thinks it's it, it's D'Antonio's uh, time to go. 
Yeah. Um, and I know we're probably not alone with the Spartan community no, right now. No, thinking the same thing. So that that's our take, and that's why I wanted to make this a football yeah. heavy episode. But but, uh, I'll be late to my class because I don't care. <laughs> but we're gonna uh do some pitchfork stuff now. Yeah, guys, because this is probably like the best section of the show today. We're gonna end on a high note. <laughs> on a high note, high note. Pitchfork recently, as you know from last show, if you were listening, if not, how dare you go stream it? Um, we've go stream ha- it. We, okay, g- go stream it. Do it <laughs> and then come back. <laughs> but right Pitchfork, now, <laughs> Pitchfork released their best of the 2010s last week. We covered the best albums, which some of them shocked Takaro and I. Others did not. No. Uh, like Beyonce. Yeah, Beyonce taking up like three spots on my there. beautiful dark, dark twits of fantasy. That was great. Yep, that was a good one. Uh, Kendrick Lamar stuff being like fifty eight, right? Yeah, that was, was like that was great. Thanks, damn. All right. Anyways, all right. <laughs> it so was top, a good time. Top, top two hundred. Uh, I'm ready for this quiz. I kind of prepared right. myself this week. Not Did really. you now? Not really, but kind of. Oh well, crap. I, <laughs> I'm used to not playing with a full hand. All right. I'm not ready for this. Quiz. Well, all right. So the scope of what we're gonna cover is gonna cover. A selection of the 200 best songs of the 2010s. Uh, I'm going to, obviously, I'll tell you where each of these end up falling in or where we should pay attention. But it is up to Hikaru to decide where on the placement these songs are. Or what question? Or oh, what boy. song is in a spot? All right, here we go. Which Let's is what this. this first question is. So last week we ended up asking what the top spot was, right? Yep. And we talked about it for a little bit. Ended up being Frank Ocean's Blonde, right? <laughs> what then, knowing that list, what then would you think was the bottom of the two hundred best the songs? Bottom. What was the last? song on the billboard the top 200 of the billboard top 200 goodness or the pitchfork 200 oh boy now with that lead up no it's not frank ocean and i don't want to let you assume that it is a frank ocean song okay but it was one that actually quite surprised me it surprised you yeah just from how low it was on there is it like an Owl City or song or something like that? No. No, that would be amazing. <laughs> no. Don't tell me it's Rihanna. No, it's not Rihanna. Is it a rapper? No. It's a pop artist? No. Country? EDM. EDM. Yes. Skrillex? No. Daft Punk? No. Yeah, one Mar- more guess. Marshmallow? No. It is Avicii. What? Levels. Wait, wait, yo, yo, <laughs> yo, whoa. It's at the bottom of the top 200. I was just about to song. say Avicii, actually, afterwards. Oh, <laughs> I literally was. Oh, look at that. Wait, but uh, da 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 da. da. Yeah, and if anyone grew up in like middle school, high school, in da, the da, 2011 ba, 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 era, da, da. they would hear this song. It's Levels by Avicii. I remember it so fondly because we ended up. I ended up, embarrassingly enough, having to make a dance from that by doing the salsa to this song for, like, an, a, a P.E. Adventure Challenge. My high school was weird, and don't let anyone tell you otherwise. What, what, what high school did you go to? Uh, International Academy of Macomb. The International Baccalaureate School of Macomb County. Ooh, fancy, even though it didn't help me at all. That's why you go to a public school. You go to Novi High School. You go to the best, number one public 
school district in the state of Michigan. Honestly, there are times I feel like I would have had a better time. <laughs> um, but yeah, like a better football team. Hey. Man, well, we from actually better football team to no football team. Yeah, yeah that actually, usually you know, we only won like three games a year, but exactly. except for the one year we went to playoffs. But whatever. <laughs> All right. Um, but hey. yeah, Avicii's levels from 2011 was surprising. The, yeah, it was, especially with how big of I don't want to say cultural impact, but it was a big song for the time when it came out and lasted, I want to say, a good couple years. Well, yeah. There was not a place you could escape from from no. that song. And it wasn't like, it wasn't a bad song. No. It wasn't a, like a, you know, like a, oh my gosh. Like, no. it's not a classic. It's not like the Beatles or anything. It doesn't really have lyrics either to, like, have an emotional impact for but it. But it was a good song. Yeah. All right. Oh, God, this is about to be a very interesting pitchfork. All right, oh next question. Oh, my God, yeah. Well, uh, I, uh, seriously, Avicii? <laughs> yeah, I kid you no, not. No, you, you're lying. I I can show you right now if you oh want. Oh, my gosh. I, All right. It is right here. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> I just, for those of you not watching the live show, again, how dare you? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that was me showing Hikaru the phone. All right. Um. Well, I'm going to make a couple of mentions before I get to my next question. We'll work our way up. Uh, do you remember Iconopop? Oh my gosh. And that uh the whole I don't care. I, I love, love it. it. That song, yeah. 197. <laughs> they beat levels. What? They beat levels. What? I love it featuring Charlie XCX. Oh boo hoo! For 2012. Oh, that's bull. Uh yeah, it is. That is bull. <laughs> it's not exactly great. Oh, we got some Tommy and Paula uh with feels like we only go backwards from 2012. Okay. On 192. Uh we got a Ty Dolla Sign with Paranoid featuring B.O.B. from 2013. Oh, I remember that. I remember yeah, that. Yeah, I remember that, too. That was good. Uh, Future's Incredible is 188. Wait, Future's Incredible is 188? Yes. It's not higher? No. Oh, come on. Which brings us to our next question. Frank Ocean, right? I, uh, I keep bringing him up. This is going to screw me. Yes, I keep bringing it up. And for how high they rated... Is that Frank Ocean or Blondie? Yeah. Yes. Um, where do you think the first Frank Ocean track lands on the Billboard? Oh, it's top gonna be 200? like one fifty. It's gonna be stupid. It's gonna be like one fifty lower. One eighty. Closer, but lower. One eighty eight. Higher. One eighty seven. <laughs> You're gonna go by one, are you? <laughs> one eighty five. One higher, one eighty four. What? Okay. Frank Ocean's Chanel from twenty seventeen, which I believe was off of his Blonde record or the follow up album to it, one of the singles. Frank right, Ocean's whatever. Chanel. Okay, Pitchfork, this is screwed up. Next question. Oh, oh by the way, Beyonce's XO from twenty thirteen, which was like rank hot five, maybe four on the. Pitchfork best albums uh -huh. list from the, the uh -huh. self titled. Uh huh. Yeah, XO is at 182. Literally, if you take the list that they had for the best albums and flip it, you have the best songs. Number one is going to be Gangnam Style or something. <laughs> no. Jeez. And in fact, it might actually make you pretty damn happy. <laughs> really? Yeah, not going to lie. And I don't think I gave anything away with that. It might make me happy. Is it a Kanye yeah. song? No. Uh, 181 was Migos with Bad and Bougie. Ah. 2016. Yep. Which, from as bad as the song is, I'm surprised it didn't rank higher. Ah, I'm okay with that one. 1975's The Sound uh, from 2016. Uh, 178. What? 
Yeah. <laughs> that should be at least like 140s. It should. It was great. Uh, I'm not saying it's like a best song in the world, but it should be a 140s. No. Uh, Shake It Out from Florence and the Machine was oh, 174. Oh. Boo! <laughs> yes. Boo! You know what made it one spot higher? What? You know what? I'm going to have you guess. I'm going to have you guess. <laughs> what made it one spot higher at 173? What beat out Frank Ocean's Chanel, Avicii's Levels, Iconopop, I don't even Future, know. And it's going to be a really bad song. I don't even know. Go. No, it was a pretty good song, actually, from 2011. Both of Us by Taylor. Is that 2011? I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think so. But it's also none of the artists featured. So it is DJ Khaled. <laughs> and if that wasn't bad enough, it is this 2011 track, I'm On One, featuring Drake. <laughs> Rick Ross and Lil Wayne, which, bear in mind, was a great song. <laughs> yes, it was, but it should not be. No. No, I'm sorry. You know what made it two spots higher? What? Or maybe three spots what? higher? What? Adele's Rolling in the Deep from 2011. What is that? Rolling in the Deep is what? We could have no, 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 no. I sang this in acapella. 171 on the list. How is Adele's Rolling in the Deep <laughs> not in the top 100? I'm sorry. And you know what's even more surprising than that? Little Peep is a spot above Adele's Rolling in the Deep with his uh, song Kiss from 2016. Ah, screw you. Also, R.I.P. Little Peep. Yes, seriously, it's a It's a tragedy. I mean, Little Peep, I just said screw you, but seriously, R.I.P. Bill. Yeah, bro, we miss you every day. Oh, and then following that up with 162, we had Chance the Rapper's No Problem. You might remember no that one. No problems, 162. Okay. 162. Very... We haven't even broken 150 yet. Dude, this and is, we have this upsets. Is... Oh god, this is this is this is like this is like filling out your bracket and like half of your team's getting busted in the first round in the March Madness. Oh my god, yeah. <laughs> Miley Cyrus's wrecking ball is another notable one at 152. I came in like a 152. <laughs> oh my god, no. Uh we're gonna do this before moving on to like Higher numbers at this rate. Okay. But 150. Uh, I don't think you could even guess this song, so I'll give you a hint. It is a Nicki Minaj song uh, from 2012. My Anaconda don't. No. My Anna. <laughs> that, that was early. That was before, after 2012. I'm talking, this would have been. Oh, gosh. Pink print, maybe. Oh, gosh. I'm trying to think of the name of the song. It's like. Are you, to, are you thinking starships? Yes. No. What? What? what which, which Nikki song? I'll give you a hint. It features two chains. Why can't I think of this Nikki song? Well, because it was probably the least memorable off of that, <laughs> off of that album. It was what? Bees in the Trap. Oh, whatever. Yes. Okay, whatever. <laughs> that is one fifty. Bees in the Trap. I don't even know if I've ever listened to that song. It, it, you should. It's a. Uh, it's a trip i'll tell you that <laughs> <laughs> it's not good it's a trip i right. it's it pretty much so all right next question for you uh-oh uh -oh. 2015 saw the big i don't want to even say revival but the big blow up of drake yes he went from obviously being big to being massive uh -huh. overnight mm -hmm. not to mention hotline bling yes Good old Hotline Bling. Beautiful song. What is that, like 140-something? 
You got really close to my question. <laughs> it's 138. Ah, damn <laughs> I was going to have you guess where that would rank on a list of all this. Uh, I had a feeling. Yeah, I had it, a feeling. It was like super that's, right That's there. very high, though, for a song that was very culturally, what, popular for a while? Yeah, and speaking of culturally popular, you know Ro- Lord's Royals? Yes. I want to be that Royals, Royals, 125. <laughs> you are oddly close. <laughs> 129. Oh, dang it. Yeah, it's not even breaking the top 100. Okay, Super base is at 124 for good lord. Okay, this 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 top 100. We could keep be good. going and going at this rate. Uh, All right, give me 100. Yeah, I will give you 100. You will not guess it because I can't guess it. Okay, it's then just Jamie tell me. XX. Who's Jamie XX? I know there's going. I know there's gonna be good times featuring Young Thug and Popcan. I think I listened to the song once. Probably. Okay, keep on going. Oh, Teenage Dreams 102, by the way. What? <laughs> Wait, what? Yeah, Teenage Dream made it. The just summer after before. high school when we first met. Is one, oh my God. How oh, the summer after high school when we first met up and break it 100. Oh, God. Dude, that was, oh my God. That was like Kanye a de- West's Ultra Light definition. theme was at, 170, uh, was at 77. Okay. Not 177, 77. I hope I did not just spin some heads with What this. about hot and cold? Ooh, hot and cold. Because you're hot and you're cold and yes and you're no you know, in I, and you're out. I gotta be honest. I don't think it made the list. <laughs> Shut up. I will look for you. Shut up. But I have not found it yet. Shut up, dude. How does hot and hot and cold not make the list? That was like the definition of like 2000. Unless you want Bobby Schmurda's hot. <laughs> 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 oh god yeah hot uh that word all right also by the way for those of you that might come after me after almost sounding like i said it no i didn't say it i just stopped myself nothing got cut out i'm not going down that road <laughs> okay so before the 75 can- before the cancel train comes after me i promise Justin nothing about officially canceled after tonight 75 yeah. the live show can even show you that 75 all right so, 71 is another Adele song. Oh, we're going to skip 75. Yes. Uh, do you want 75? Plus 75. All right, sure. You won't guess it. Just give me, just give me the it's song. It's DJ Cozy with okay. Pickup from 2018. No one cares. 71. Exactly. 71 is an Adele song. Oh, it's- uh... Which beat out Tyler, the creator's Yonkers at 72. Oh, wait. It's not- It's the other- Oh, gosh. Why yeah, she it? had another Hello. big hit. Hello. No. It wasn't that one. What? It was someone like you. Oh, yes. Bum, dum, dum, da, da, dum. <laughs> I hey, I sang the song in uh in high school in acapella, and I cried. Oh, did you really? Oh, that's adorable. <laughs> yeah, I was a baritone. Uh, shout out to uh to Major Six or acapella group back in uh Nova High School and uh my uh choral director Claire Shurig, aka Shurig, aka the greatest woman in my life in high school. Aww. All right, moving on. All right, last couple of questions here for you because I don't want to eat up a lot of your time. We got three Whatever. more, maybe. Whatever. Carl Goo can wait for my cast one time class, okay? <laughs> Ariana Grande made a big impact in twenty ten over twenty eighteen with Thank You Next. Yep. Where do you think it dropped? Twenty five. No. Twenty four. Lower. Thirty five. Lower. 
46. Close. 48. Yes. Okay, I'll take it. It is 48, uh, just below Who was f- Tommy Impala at 47. For no. Okay, who's 50? Who's 50? All right, we'll go back on the list here real quick and get some number 50. It's Arcade Fire with Sprawl 2. Okay, okay, I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that as well. I mean... All right. It's there. Give me give me some give uh, me some more artists. Lord had the Louvre from 2017 on 43. Okay. Scissors the Weekend was 42. Uh Frank Ocean's Nights from Blonde was 40. Really? Yeah. Kanye West's Monster is ranked 38. Oh no, that deserves to break 35. Oh, it does. <laughs> but rate but 35 has the title. For the weirdest song that should not have been on here, Ray, Shme- Ray Shremmerd's Black <laughs> Beatles. Oh my God. Is ranked 35. It beats. It beat every one of the other songs we just mentioned. At Wait. 35. You know what's a 30? What? Cardi B's Bodak Yellow. <laughs> <laughs> okay, this is the most screwed up pitchfork top 200 of the decades list it, ever. It really is. <laughs> This really is so screwed up. I would I say know. 25, but I don't know of her at all. So Who's we're 25? just I, we're just gonna move on to 21. Who's 25? You, you really want to know? Yes, give me 25. All right, 25, 25 is FKA Twigs with cellophane from this year. How does these people who you never heard of make the list? I don't know. 21. Uh, Vampire Weekend's Hannah Hunt from 2013 okay, is that, number 19. That deserves that. It does. Ooh, this one's gonna make you mad. Oh boy. So I'm gonna have you guess. Oh boy. At number eighteen. Oh boy. I want you to guess what the song is at number eighteen. It's from twenty ten. Do I know this artist? Yes. And it was one of the biggest albums that we talked about last episode. And one of the biggest songs. It's a Kanye that we song. Talked about, talked about it's a Kanye time. song. Yes. But it's also one of the biggest Kanye songs it's a, it's, that we it's, talked it's, about. It's last Runaway. Episode. Yes. Wait, it's what number? Number eight. Oh! <laughs> number eighteen. How does that not make the top ten? I don't know. Oh, bull! 19. That is crap. <laughs> How does that not make the top ten? I told Run you. Away. I told you you'd be Run upset. By... I told you you'd be Run upset. Run away by Kanye West is like <laughs> it's like the classic. It it's is a twenty ten classic. Come on. Oh, that is bull. So what? What songs beat? Run away by Kanye West. Well, I'll start off with number sixteen with the 1975's "Love It If We Made oh, It" from this past year. Boo! Go home. Next. <laughs> uh, Rihanna's work featuring Drake was fifteen. I'm... Wait, they get fifteen, but Runaway doesn't get. All right. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Uh, Chief Keith. There's a name you probably haven't oh, heard of in a while. Boo-hoo. Chief Keith beat out Kanye at number Chief thirteen. Chief Keith. Chief Keith. You should be in the hundreds. Next. Yes, he should. Uh, number ten. Big song of 2017, Little Uzi Vert's EXO Tour Life. Runaway still should have beat that next. Oh, absolutely should have. Next. Uh, Lana Del Rey's Video Games. This is breaking top 10, by the way. Lana so, Del Rey's Video Games in the top 10, yet Kanye West's Runaway's not in the top 10? <laughs> exactly. Are you kidding me? Next. <laughs> it's at number nine, uh, and Lil Uzi was number 10 once more. Solange was at number eight with Cranes in the Sky. Go, go screw yourself. Next. <laughs> Uh, Mitski was uh, number seven for Your Best American Girl in 2016. Sure, I'll give you that Banks made the list at number six. Oh, (laughs) you go home. Go home. Go take a number 50. Go take a number 55. (laughs) 
Frank Ocean's Thinking About You from 2012. That, okay, good. Was number five. Good. Uh, number four was Beyonce's Formation in 2016. I agree. Uh, number three was Robin, Dancing on My Own. Okay, I'll give I'll give that one because so good okay, on her. Only only because only because that was like pretty lit. Yeah. So you know what beat that? What Grimes? Huh? Grimes made number two with her 2012 hit Oblivion. No. <laughs> no, I refuse to accept Grimes as number two. Oh, Grimes is there. Grimes is so, there. So who gets number one on this crapo list? That's where you guess. Oh, boy. It is It is someone you might agree with being up on there. Uh, but maybe not to the same extent as Kanye's Runaway. Oh, God. Let's go through our classic song. And, and it, I'll give you another hint because it's probably hard to reach out and just grab a song from the 2010s and be like, yeah, that's the one. <laughs> But it is an artist that we talked about extensively that wasn't Kanye West, but one that we talked about to an extensive amount last episode as well. Oh, God. Which, this album, I think was only- Was it Kendrick? W- yes. Yes, it was. This album, I think, made number four. I want to remember. It's been a while since I looked at the list, but it made the top ten last time around. It was off of To Pimp a Butterfly. Oh, I don't know the albums. And Kendrick Lamar's All Right from 2015 takes the spot as Pitchfork's ideal number one best song of the 2010s. I don't agree. I don't agree with that. Like, I don't agree like, with half of like this Like Kendrick list, Lamar, like, you're great. I like you, all right? That's a great song. Don't get me wrong. Like, I'm not going to say that's a crappy song because it's not a crappy song. <laughs> but I don't agree with that. I'm sorry. <laughs> I am sorry. I do not agree with that. I'm sorry. How does Con- okay? My number one question. Uh, amidst of all the Kanye West controversy, blah 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 crap that's going on right now, that we already talked about on the show. Yeah. How does not a single Kanye West song make the top ten? He has so many classics, like we mentioned last he year. He does. Uh, but last how many week. classics did he have from 2010 onwards? Is the thing. Well, because as far as you can think, was it uh? Well, well, it would have been any album Monster. from My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy onward. Well, that's why I'm saying Runaway should be in the top 10. Absolutely. Because <laughs> Runaway is the best song from the album. Yeah. And it's not like they excluded Kanye from the list. I mean, they had stuff from like Life is Pablo. You don't want to surprise. You don't want to surprise. That What's up? Ju- I didn't hear any Justin Bieber. Oh, Justin Bieber made it the li- on the list. I think Sorry ended up making it onto the list at one of the 100 spots. I, do you Let remember? Do you, what quick. was it? Do you remember? I yeah, forgot. Yeah, one twenty was. Justin I forgot Bieber, what was it. Bieber's song. It was Nicki Minaj in it. Oh my god! I can't even. It's the one. It's like the duh, duh, Beauty duh. and a Beat. Yes, that's what it was. I. The only reason why I like that song is because the music video was the coolest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> it was in his backyard. Like, yeah, yeah. In I a pool. That. Right. That was a pretty good song. And the only the beauty and the uh, the beauty beauty and a beat. That was a good song. Yeah. Like that was a genuinely good song. If you if you go on and read a lot of the songs, what about what about "Shut Up and Dance"? Ah, uh, "Shut Up and Dance" might have made it on there. Uh, I know a lot of people are probably asking, "Where's Sicko Mode?" Sicko Mode made the list. Top hundred? No. <laughs> it's at one eighteen. That's me <laughs> saying I'm done with Pitchfork. I am Pitchfork. <laughs> Pitchfork, you have officially, you have officially somehow... Also, Shut Up and Dance with me is... Or Shut Up and Dance is not on here. 
at all. Oh, there, there goes your, you know, there goes your uh, twelve-year-old from twenty uh, <laughs> uh, seventeen. Yeah, <laughs> they're like, are you kidding me? Why is Shut Up and Dance out of the list? If if you go on to Pitchfork's page and read a lot of their reasonings as to why they placed the songs where they're they going to tell you why they made the bullcrap decisions to put them <laughs> where they are. Okay, a, a, a lot of the stuff was criticisms here and there, but when uh, when Kendrick Lamar's All Right came up for number one, uh, they cited a lot of it being like. Grammy recognized. It was an award-winning oh, Grammy song. Grammy recognized the award-winning uh, song. Oh yeah, black, but we're not It was a black throw... national anthem song. Not, I think for that's much why a while. it won. Uh, that's why it won. That's stuff. why it won. We talked about police brutality. It won because it yeah. won because it mattered to the Black Lives Matter movement, and Kendrick Lamar helped his community out, which I respect him a lot for. Yeah, part I of respect. Me, part the... of me thinks it's that with this list, they try. They're trying to make it. A list of not just the best songs, but ones that had the most impact. No, I respect that. Do not get me wrong. I respect that, okay? <laughs> but there's a button coming. However, however, when you are doing a top 200 list of the decade. Yes. All right. 2010 <laughs> we're talking about, okay? 10 years ago. I was nine. 2010. Kanye was, West put out the best I was, <laughs> No, I was single digits. I was a single digits baby boy. All right? You don't know how old. No that clue if I was going to stay in the United States or not. Okay. Okay. And you're telling me from that era till now, and the number one song is Kendrick Lamar's "All Right." I don't buy it. <laughs> I don't buy it because I'm not even like a crazy music like you know guru, right? Yeah. Fair. And I'm not even that much. Pitchfork. If you're doing a top 200 list, your number one song. Should be like, uh, everyone knows this song. Now, All Right by Kendrick Lamar, a lot of people know the song. Don't get me, like, I'm not yeah. saying I don't know the wrong song, because, like, I've listened, you know, I've listened to it countless number of times. But could you argue it's the most popular Kendrick that's Lamar song? That's what I'm song? saying. And a, I kind of see where Even that's in Kendrick Lamar's category, like his artist category, yeah. I don't think it's the most popular song. I want to say probably a song off good kid mad city city yes. like swimming pools yeah like swimming pools is a great song which yeah is, or I, literally any of the other singles off that record probably would have made it up higher that's one okay number two if kendrick's gonna make the list why not marvin gay because i don't know if he released anything in 2010s i think i thought he did maybe not unless you're talking about charlie puth and megan trainer's marvin gay no, which shouldn't make the list at all. No, that that's different. That's different. But... However, side note: Charlie Puth's new stuff is fantastic. Oh yes, God he bless blows him. it out of the God water. God bless Charlie. I love that man. Okay. He is beautiful. Well, hear, hear me out. One, one, one last thing here. Yeah, one last one last thing. I promise we'll stop biting my, off my, yours. My, my my numero number one. My numero number one of the list should be a song that everyone knows. Yeah, everyone knows. Okay, your top five should be a song that everyone knows. Not like a, wait, that song was top five? No, no, no. Like, it should be a song that if a non-music enthusiast, right? Yeah. Okay? If someone who's not listening to this podcast, okay? Yeah. Goes to this list and sees the top five, they should know all five of these songs. They should. Most of the songs that I listed today, and I guessed, especially after the top, you know, after, when we got the top hundred, were songs that typical people know. Yeah, like for example, all the Adele songs are on the list. It's it's a different story whether you like them or not, but you know their songs. Yeah, right. And Con the top five did pretty well. 
I want to say. I think it's like 50 50. Yeah. That's my thing. It should be 100% everyone knows. And number one, maybe not unanimous, but it should be over 50% of the public should agree to it. And I don't think over 50% of the public's going to agree that All Right by Kendrick Lamar is number one in the second. No, probably not. It's a good song. Fantastic song. It's a good song. I don't know if it belongs there. I'm throwing out a petition later tonight to throw Kanye West's Runaway at number it one. Should be. <laughs> I, it, you know, I'm I'm a big. That's like that's like my go-to sad boy. Out. Actually, that's a lie. All girls are the same. It's all go-to sad oh, boy. Juice song. World. But and I love Juice World. Trust me. But Juice is cool. Runaway by Kanye West is one of the classics for me in the 2010s. I've loved classic Kanye West. It is like the, for me one of the last classic classic Kanye West songs that he released before he got into what I like to consider not classic Kanye West. Yes. So, there are plenty of other songs that deserve to be on this list. Mm-hmm. There are plenty of other songs that I believe should be on top 10. There are plenty of songs that I also agree with. By plenty, I mean like two, from what I've heard. But, All Right But Damn should not be number one. Would I be okay with number, top 10? Okay. Top 25? For sure. Yeah. But number one? No. And Pitchfork? You know what should have been up there? What? Humble. Yes. Or like, or like DNA. DNA. DNA was a huge one for a while, especially recently. Yep. Like, oh my god, I'm surprised I didn't even read anything off of it. It was probably how how is like up near top fifty. The after how is like Taylor Swift's Red album? None of the, her Red album songs are on there. I don't know. How are a- apparently they can throw Mitski on there. But you can't throw or like Jamie XX, but not Taylor Swift's and like four Robins, but not Taylor Swift's like, but not any Taylor Swift's, not any other ones off of Kendrick Lamar's damn album. No, no. Why? Why? Why is Kendrick Lamar's damn album a decent number in your top albums? Yet in songs, there's only one decent, but I wouldn't even say justifiable because that ranked in at no. like 58. Last no, it should have been, it, it should have, I, I told you this, it should have been like top 30s. It should have at least, at least, but, but anyways, I don't, agree. I, I, but anyways, we, we don't agree pitchfork. You don't agree pitchfork. <laughs> I, I, you know what? I'm assuming for you guys, but probably you guys don't agree pitchfork considering the fact that we don't agree pitchfork, but that's that. <laughs> but uh, that is our hour and a half episode of, yeah. uh, you know, of me going berserk. <laughs> Me, him going berserk, and me just being along for the ride. <laughs> and uh, we are about to decide if I'm going to go to Carl Goose class. This this show will be fun. Yeah. And it's probably a bad thing that I said it on uh, <laughs> on, on air here because uh, now that's going to be grinded in. And, you know, future employers listen to it. A, they're going to be like, "Oh my gosh, this guy's crazy." And B, <laughs> and more importantly, they're going to be like, "Dude." You're skipping classes. Well, they're not going to hear about that. But, anyway, but anyways, hey, hey, anybody with that mindset. Just stop. We're students. We can. We deserve a break every now and then. I mean, and you know, I, because I'm exhausted, I'll probably go to this class and sleep anyways. But like, I like if I drive my <laughs> no, car, see, if that I drive one. my car there, I can't park outside of the car, and I gotta walk. Okay, but anyways, anyways, don't don't act like students don't skip classes every now and then. I'm guilty of that myself. Sue me. All right, that's gonna do it plug for time, this episode. Plug time, real quickly, I, plug We time. should, we should uh, just cut no, the plugs. No, if, if you want no, the plugs, uh, 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 I'll do it. Really, here we go. <laughs> Ten second plug time. 
All right, 10 Justin seconds. Justin and I, my, my shift is Monday, 6 to 8 p.m., and Justin's uh, uh, Friday, 6 to 8 p.m. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> my name's Twitter's at Hikarukudo1, H I K R U K U D O 1, and his Twitter is at, at the, under, the underscore the musical nerd. Uh, you heard it exactly how it sounds like on Twitter. Our Twitter is the, the, the chant underscore WDBM, the chant underscore WDBM, or Facebook the chant dot WDBM. We do Facebook Live episodes every Tuesday at 3.30 p.m., and I think we figured out the time for that. Yes, All right. finally. Uh, yeah, I uh, think that was a little longer than 10 seconds, but, but you anyway, know, i got to admire the fact you that took, you spoke that You loud. took like four seconds of that. But anyways, I, you know, I stumbled. Okay, but anyways, <laughs> anyways, uh, yeah, that, that'll do it for this episode, uh, episode 12. Uh, yeah, Detroit versus everybody. I mean, I agree. It's Detroit versus everybody. You know, honestly, it should be like, okay, our football team <laughs> suck. You're in the state of Michigan, but that'll be it. I'm going to go freak out here after the after the air, but that'll be it here. <laughs> Can you tell we hit the I fast been forward? Kudo. I have been Justin. You have been you, and you have been listening to The, the Chant. Woo! And fast forward. <laughs> what? Fast forward? You were speaking a mile a minute. I could barely understand. <laughs> All right. I'll see you guys next week. Bye. The Chant. <laughs> you have been listening to The Chant, an Impact exclusive brought to you by WDBM East Lansing. For all of your music and sports news, visit impact89fm.org.